Okay, it's recording. Okay, so chapter fourteen. In this chapter, the pe- the people of Maycomb are continuing to talk about Atticus and his defendant. It's rubbing off on the children, and it doesn't help that things at home are flipped upside down. With Aunt Alexandra around the house, Scout is having a hard time adjusting to her expectations. As a result, tensions are high, and Scout and Jem get into a fight, eventually separated by Atticus. They are quickly reunited when Scout is is in need of Jem to catch the quote-unquote snake under her bed. Trevor and surprise, this mysterious creature is Dill. Jem reports to Atticus, and after all the logistics are resolved, it was decided that Dill could stay. Um, what did Scout give Dill when he asked for some food? Cornbread. <laughs> Cold can of cornbread. Yeah, and milk. Oh, and milk. <laughs> um, God. How did Dill travel to Macomb and where did he get the money? <laughs> did he like a trade? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? <laughs> and did he use all his money? Yeah, no money. <laughs> Sorry, Miss Fraser. <laughs> Okay, what was the question? How did Dill <laughs> travel to Macomb and where did he find enough money to travel? Oh, he went on the train yeah. and he found enough money because he stole from his parents, is that right? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Okay, Um, what word did Scout ask Atticus what it meant? Oh, rapist or rapey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, how do you think Dill's family feels about him? Leaving and running away. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's not really that close with them, so like, no. but like he'll like still be. Like I feel like it like doesn't happen a lot. But like he's the type of kid to like leave a lot. He's not that close. Really? Yeah. Um. Why does Aunt Alexandra want Calpurnia to leave and not be part of their family anymore? I feel like she wants to like kind of take over as the mom in the house or like the yeah. woman. Yeah, I'm not really sure. <laughs> okay, um, let's go. Oh, wait, I can look She's so controlling. Yeah. Okay. Um, why do you think Blue Radley never ran in his house? <laughs> um, oh, because they said he didn't have anywhere to go? Oh, wait, that was just why they thought. Um, yeah. Wait, what was the question? Why did he have anywhere to go? Yeah. I remember seeing really that, but I don't really remember. So for chapter 14, I chose the snake as the symbol that was under Scout's bed. And it shows that how even everybody, or how everybody had their own problems, even if you couldn't tell. And it showed that Dill would have had to hide a lot on his trip to Macon to stay hidden. He wanted to make it to Scout and Jem. And if he didn't try to head to Maycomb, he would have had to stay with his dad and Scout. And, or with his dad and Scout would continue to miss him. And it shows that at the time, there was not much worry for kids when they got lost. Okay, so chapter 15. Dill's parents let him stay the rest of the summer in Maycomb, which was good for Scout because Jem was getting older and becoming more distant. Strange men had been showing up in front of the Finch's house, but one night Atticus leaves the house and takes the car. 
Jem found this extremely unusual and followed him into town with Dylan Scout. The three children find him at the jail with Tom Robinson, and upon their arrival, they see cars full of men also showing up for Atticus. Sensing Atticus was in trouble, Scout jumped out from their lookout, disturbing their conversation, and began talking to Mr. Cunningham, Walter's father. Eventually, this leads to Mr. Cunningham taking his men and leaving, and Jem, Scout, Dill, and Atticus returning home safely. Okay. Um, why did Jem and Scout turn off the lights in the living room and look out the window? So, Aunt Alexander, can you see that? Wait, no. When is this happening? <laughs> like... You know? Okay. Why did you ask the question? Why did you ask the question? Because they didn't really do anything. Because there were strange men on their lawn. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> did Alex get Oh, someone just told me to turn all the lights. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> who were the strange group of men? Okay. The mob. <laughs> um, wait. They're Atticus's friends? That's what he said, didn't he? Oh, probably. He's like, what? Well, like, those they, are I our friends. They, I don't think they um, were his friends, but he's like saying that to keep Just them to keep them away. Just to keep Yeah. Uh, they won't worry as much. No, but I feel like if that's what he said, then. That's good stuff. Um, why did Jem say he was scared? Because they're strange friends. He didn't want Atticus to get like, hurt. Yeah. He was afraid to Okay. <clears throat> if if you were scared of Jem, would you have gone and talked to Atticus or would you have walked away? Like when he was talking to all the strange men in town and they were like hiding? Like when they were already out or when they were waiting? Well, like, like when they went to... Um, that, like when we went to go find yeah, like, him, yeah, when they found him and they were just like kind of staying behind and like, oh, would you have gone? And then would would you have gone and like talked to him and stuff? I feel like Wait, I would have stayed because like they would have kept talking. We could find like what's happening. I guess I don't even know. Or, like, I don't know what to um, why do you think Jem didn't move when Atticus told him to leave three times? You don't want to leave him there with all those men that were trying to hurt him. Like, I think he kind of sensed that something was wrong mm-hmm. and that Atticus needed them there. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think Atticus wasn't upset when Jem, with Jem? Because uh, Jem, like, saved him. The men left after. <coughs> So the symbol I got for chapter 15 was the books that Atticus spends most of his time reading. And it shows that Atticus is brave because even with the men standing just outside his house, he just shrugged it off and continued reading. And the books are Atticus's way of passing time and learning more. It shows how Atticus is innocent as well because even with the men leaving threats, he had nothing to worry about because he was not guilty of anything. Okay, chapter 16. Um, and Alexandra and Atticus continue to argue about how the house should be run, but the children are beginning to notice Aunt Alexandra rubbing off on Atticus. 
The morning of the court case had finally come, and the children were told to stay home, making no difference as the court spent all morning choosing a jury. Once the afternoon rolled around, the children made their way to the courthouse, despite Atticus, Atticus's instructions, where they were introduced to Mr. Raymond, a white man married to an African-American woman. The courthouse was packed when they arrived, people from wide and far, so many people that there were not, not a single seat left in the courthouse. The children luckily ran into Reverend Skies, and they were able to get a seat on the balcony where all the African-American folk had to, see, had to sit. From their seats, they were able to clearly see the whole courtroom, Atticus, Tom Robinson, and Judge Taylor. Okay, um, it was kind of a hard one. Um, when Jem was telling Scout important things about, like, all the people who were passing by, their house, what instrument did he say Mr. Waller played? <laughs> I don't know any of those people. <laughs> Okay, uh, it's violent. <laughs> um, what drink does Jem think Mr. Dolphus is drinking inside the sack? Whiskey. Yeah. Um, where did Jem and Scout sit in the courthouse with the record? Oh, in the balcony. Oh, sorry, I had to. That's the only thing I remember. Dog color people, I guess. That's kind of like sad that they had to give up their spots. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, how do you think Jem felt when he was over? Oh, when he overheard the men from the club talking badly about his dad. Annoyed. What do you say? I feel like he like it like upsets him, but like. He's like kind of gotten used to it at the same time, like people yeah. saying bad things, but like he controls it better than like Scout does. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, why do you think Scout and Jem went to watch Atticus in court? They're supporting, maybe? Like, they didn't really have anything to do. They're also like so curious, they just like, yeah. they just want to do like. I know everything that happens. Just saying. I watch Spark Notes. Yeah, I don't think I would have like understood it when I was that age. Yeah. I, I feel like they still, like, still don't understand. Yeah, like they know all that. So for chapter sixteen, I got that the courthouse was a symbol where the trial of Tom Robinson takes place. And it's the setting of the chapter where Scout and Jem watch Atticus testify for Tom. It's the place where all the judging in town takes place, making it the only place where justice can be served near them. And the judge seemed very at home in his court, 
and he did some things very peculiar to other courthouses at the time. Um, chapter 17. When, when it began, Mr. Heck Tate, the sheriff, was on the witness stand to testify for Miss Mayella. He said when he arrived, she was beaten up pretty well, a black eye on her right eye, and no doctor was called for her injuries. We learn about the Ewills, a family who lives behind the town dump, whose children don't attend school, and who never truly interact with the rest of the community. Next, next to the stand was Mr. Robert Ewell, Mayella's father, who claimed to have seen Tom Robinson on Mayella through the window and to be the one who called the sheriff. It was then Atticus's turn to question him. Mr. Ewell admitted to not calling a doctor because it was too expensive, and Atticus also proved to the courtroom that Mr. Ewell is left-handed by having him write his name. Okay, um, what month did Mr. Tate supposedly write Mayella? November 21st? Yeah. Well, I just had November. I don't know what date it was. Oh. I didn't know that. Um, why does Scout say, um, never cross-examine, oh, never on cross-examination ask a witness a question you don't already know the answer to? Because, like, it could end bad, like, it could, like, be in the favor of the other, mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, her words, she says, like, you might get an answer you don't know. And it could mess up the case. Um, which I did miss. May I have a black eye? Positive reaction. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> um, why do you think Atticus asked Mr. Tate the same question three times? like enforce it and like make it like something like that could be insignificant more important to everyone how do you think Scott and Jen feel about seeing Atticus at work defending a black man Um, do you think Miss Mayotte is telling the truth? No. Okay. <laughs> so the symbol I got for chapter 17 was the gavel used by the judge that was used to keep the order in the courthouse. And this chapter was used when two people started to argue so the judge would use it to stop them and return, return everything back to order. It reminds the people participating in the trial that the judge can serve justice quickly and that the hammer serves it as a threat. It also shows how the judge was rather rushed in the scenario. I think that he was because he already knew which side he was leaning towards or he knew the things that they were saying already. Okay, chapter 18. Mayella, the 19-year-old victim, is the prosecutor's last witness to take the stand. She told a vivid story to the judge about her offering Mr. Robinson a nickel to chop up the dresser, and he then proceeded to beat and take advantage of her. With the help of Atticus's cross-examination, the court was able to get a better look at her home life, her seven siblings, her alcoholic father, and her poor living 
quarters. These led to questions about why Tom Robbins, or about how Tom Robinson gave her the black eye when his left arm is immobile, why no doctor was called, and why no child in the family heard her screaming. The issue got too emotional for Mayella, and she refused to answer any more questions. This led to a recess in the courtroom. Okay. What was the weather like when the day that they were in the courthouse? Really hot. Yeah. Um, how old is Miss Mayella? 26. <laughs> oh, that wasn't a different thing. I'm sorry. That was in my um, the modern events. There's a guy that raped another girl and she was 26. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Um, what makes Miss Mayella think that Atticus is mocking her when he's asking her questions? Because he's like treating her like really politely and like. Um, it, like, to her, she thought that he was, like, doing it to, like, um, yeah, <laughs> mock her. I don't know yeah, how to explain that. Yeah, it. it's like he keeps yeah. calling her the man, Miss Mayella. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <sighs> so the symbol I got for chapter 18 was the dresser that Mayella talked about in trial that she used to skew the story. The reason Tom Robinson went on the property according to Mayella's story was when she called him in to cut it out for her. This symbolizes the lies that she was telling to the judge at the time. The dresser never actually existed. It, would just, it was just Mayella creating something so she can have an excuse for him being at the property. Okay, chapter 19. Thomas Atticus's only witness, and he tells a contrary tale than the rest of the witnesses. Romayla invited him into, into the house and then attacked him. He informed the jury that he had done chores for Miss Mayella on multiple occasions because he felt bad that she had no help around the house. The man that Tom Robinson worked for got kicked out shortly after because he stood up and told the judge how Mr. Robinson had always been a good worker. Finally, the prosecutor, Mr. Gilmer, had his chance to cross-examine Tom. The way Mr. Gilmer treated Tom upset Dill and Scout had to take him outside where they meet Mr. Raymond, who talks about the unfairness that is brought upon people due to their race. Okay. Um, <laughs> whose field does Thomas Robinson work in? <laughs> I don't know. The medical field. No. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no, like an actual What is wrong with you? Something oh. Diaz or Thais. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Link. D I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like D E A. Yeah. 
Eves. Sounds <laughs> right. Oh no. Um, when Tom is telling Atticus what happened that night, he says, when he walked in, he asked Mayella why Mayella why the kids weren't there. Where did she say they went? To get ice cream. Mm -hmm. What? <laughs> to get ice cream. Yeah, me too. <laughs> when Tom was in the endless house, why did he run when he heard Mr. Enwell start talking? Uh, because he was scared? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that's it. No. Open on two questions. Oh, right now? Or you can do them after. I'll do okay, yeah, do them after. So the symbol I got for chapter 19 was the Bible that the people use, that the people in the trial use to take oath. And I chose this symbol because Tom never actually properly took the oath because of his bad arm, although the judge allowed it. And it's symbolic of the truth and justice showed in the court because they had to take the oath to say that they won't lie and they'll only tell the truth. And it shows that even though Tom can't pledge the oath, the judge still accepted it because he knew he wasn't lying. Yeah. Open it. Okay. <laughs> okay. These are my right. open ended questions. Have you ever been in a courthouse? Wow. That court was happening. What was it like? No. No, I am not. Nope. No? Nope. I've watched Judge Judy. Say what? It's really weird. Okay. Like, you have been in it? Why? Uh, my dad's a cop and he works a courthouse. Oh, um, cool. It's uh, pretty weird. A lot of yelling. <laughs> really? <laughs> Sometimes it's really boring, other times uh, it's stuff like this is serious and it usually gets really mad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, should I do, can I do my next? Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. Um, have you ever gotten made fun of because of a parent or family member? How did you feel in that moment? It's like, this is getting made fun of. I don't think so. I can't really think of I've got like compared to myself, but not like me. Yeah. Okay. Alright, I can do mine now. Wait, where are you? Mm -hmm. Monitor Reporter. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> so, the first article I chose was called The KKK Rally Overwhelmed by Hundreds of Counter Protesters. Um, the summary of the event was the KKK is planning a rally this month in Dayton, Ohio. And the city is not standing for this kind of hate and counter protesting. Um, five most important points. Right, what did, did you do for this one? What did you say? Just write everything. Yeah? Okay. Besides the citation. Yeah. All right. The city of Dayton is counter protesting to the KKK group. More than 500 counter protesters were there. The rally was on May 25th, 2019. Only nine KKK supporters showed up and the local buses and transit stops were running messages of love on their bus routes. Um, the connection to the novel, racism, and like Atticus mentions, wait, not racism, what am I saying? Sorry. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. yeah? Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was okay. Um, after 
or Atticus mentions the Ku Klux Klan in chapter 15 saying they were like they went after Catholics and stuff. Kind of remember that, right? Mm-hmm. All right. And that I just said that again. Okay. The next one was trial starts for man changed at Fairfield rape case. So the summary of the event, 39-year-old Kari J. Cook is accused of raping a 26-year-old woman. That's where I got the 26-year-old. The rapist got in the car with a woman and sexually assaulted her. This took place in Fairfield, Texas. The man exchanged an ounce of drugs for a ride, and that's when he raped her. He also sexually assaulted a 13-year-old girl multiple times, and Kari pleaded guilty. Um, when Judge Taylor appointed Atticus to defend Tom Robinson, a suspect of rape, yeah, that's how it like, connects to the novel. Well, also, this one's like kind of funny. <laughs> this man escapes, or man escapes jail two days into a four-day sentence and will now serve many more days. Like, why would you even do that? Four Wait, days. He had a four-day sentence? Yeah, and, and he, he tried to escape into two days of it. <laughs> like, what? What Maybe would you he just do? wanted to, like, see his family? <laughs> After two days, like I miss my family so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe he's like trying to like prove that he didn't like he wasn't supposed to. I'm a good person. I don't know. Is there Mark? Wrong? Pardon? Yeah, a little bit. Mark Schwartz attempts to escape jail just two days into his four-day sentence. Oops, that's his. Um. He escaped through a fence, ran through woods getting until getting caught. Prison went on lockdown. A post was sent out with his description, and a man called authorities and reported him. Mark will now serve many more days. And just as Mark did, Tom Robinson attempted to escape prison and then got shot. So, oh, is that not what I... Did you just spoil it? No. <laughs> Why was that in there? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't remember that happening. <laughs> I was like, um. <laughs> you read ahead. That's good. How far ahead are you? Okay. <laughs> 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 sorry, guys. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> You know it's gonna happen anyways. <laughs> you know, read off every chapter now. <laughs> Oopsies. She's gonna be like, what is that coming from? Oh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm the word wizard. Okay, what did you do this? Did you just say word, the word? word. <laughs> How you said that was so funny. Did you just say the word and then your definition? I just said the yeah. definition. Like the definition? Yeah, yeah. the definition. <laughs> Wait, my definition or the dictionary? You should probably just do it. I just said the definition. We'll look yeah, you don't have to say all of it. It takes like 10 minutes to do that. Okay. Um, embroidery is the art or pastime of embroidering cloth. In- indulged is um, allow like someone enjoying something. Antagonize is um, cause to become hostile. Um, sorry if I pronounce these wrong. I don't really know how to say some of these. Edification, I think. Um, the instruction or improvement of a person morally or intentional induction, I don't know. Um <laughs> legislature is the how do you say that? Legislative. Legislative. Yeah. yeah. Bodies of a country or state. 
Afflection is something that causes pain or suffering. Acquaintance is the result, acceptance of something without protest. Rated is um, like energy, like traveling. Um, akimbo is with hands on the hips and elbows turned outwards. Gnawing, it's like a, track, it's like a way to stand. <laughs> Gnawing is like to eat or like bite something. Um, unobstrusive is not conspicuous or attracting attention. Okay, those are all mine. Hmm? No. I'm done. So, <laughs> just like you don't have to read the quotes, just like explain it like briefly. Gem is kind. Uh, I'll just read the quotes because I don't have an explanation written down. Uh, <laughs> Dill's eyes flickered at Jem and Josh. And Jem looked at the floor, then the rose and broke and remaining code of our childhood. He went in the room down the hall. Atticus, his voice was distant. Can you hear can you come here a minute, sir? Uh, he's brave. I have an explanation for this one. Um, this is the quote, and it shows he's brave because he stayed uh, with Atticus in the jail, even though there was dangerous. People. Um, he's fearful because he seems to be a bit jumpy. Uh, scared is scared is envious. Uh, Dill was going off. Beautiful, beautiful things floated ahead, floated around in his dreamy head. He could read two books to my one, uh, but he preferred the magic of his own inventions. <laughs> So I'll just give a summary instead of just reading the whole thing. Uh, she's strict because she like has the tight rules around where she lets the children and what they what she lets them do. She's kind because she offers to take them to her church even though she doesn't get allowed to, and she's uh, caring because uh, she like treats the children as her own. The quote explains that. Uh, Atticus is smart. Um, I'll just read the quote for this one. Jen, see if you can stand Bobby in, in Bobby Ewell's shoes for a minute. I destroyed his last shred of credibility at the trial. If you have any to begin with, the man had had to have some kind of comeback. His kind always does. So spitting in my face and threatening me saved Mayela Ewell. Uh, one extra beating, that's something I'll gladly take. So that just is the way he like plays in court. Uh, he's confident because of how he treats the situation with the mob. He's wise because of the way he handles the situation whenever his kids are there. Uh, and like what he tells them. Uh, Miss Marty is wise because uh, she says mockingbirds do one thing and make music for us to enjoy. Um, yeah, oh, that's some of the quotes. This one's wrong. Part of the book. No.
<laughs> yeah, that's from the live. Okay. Uh, she's kind and knowledgeable. And that's it. Okay. Did everyone go? Mm-hmm.